Hi everyone, I'm Matt LaMarche with Keller Williams First Atlanta and this is Selling Sandy Springs. My name is Karen Lee and my company is Karen Lee and Associates. This is Daniel, my associate and also my son. We are financial planners. I've been in the industry for 33 years. Um, the last 16 of those have been here in Sandy Springs. Actually, I take that back. Uh, 28 of those years have been here in Sandy Springs. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So tell us a little more about the services that you guys offer, the products that you offer, and also kind of your process. because. When we think financial advisor, it's right. kind of scary, right, kind of right, intimidating, but right. break it down for us as far as what you guys do sure. and who you work with. So there's a lot of people that will call themselves financial advisors that have um, different things that they do in our industry. It's a relatively unregulated term. So we call ourselves financial planners, but really anybody could say that. You could sell insurance and call yourself a planner. You could just be a stockbroker and call yourself a financial planner. So let me explain what we consider to be true financial planning. Sure. So uh, I liken it to uh, building a house. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have my undergraduate degrees in architecture. I did leave that field after only two years of becoming an architect for a couple of reasons. One is that uh, I always wanted to get married and have a family. Um, I always wanted to be able to be a good mother, but I always really wanted to work too, mm -hmm. which wasn't real in vogue 30 years ago, but uh, it, it was who I was. So as an architect, I found that um, the industry at that time was not welcoming to women working either part-time or flex schedules. I had asked, I had watched two women at my architecture firm have babies, come back, want to go part-time, told no, they all went home and mm -hmm. raised their children. And many of my architect girlfriends um, never went back to work full-time. So I went looking for a new career. My number one goal in looking was something that would help other people. That was just a calling I'd felt from childhood. I wanted to do something that would help a lot of people. But I was weirdly very good with math. Uh, love, love people. It's hard for me to dislike a person until they do something to make me dislike <laughs> sure. them. On, on first impact, I love people. Mm. Uh, but long-term, I was looking for a career that would offer me the flexibility to be both a mom and a good businesswoman. And uh, I was, did a lot of research on this. And uh, about nine months into my research, I discovered this industry of, we'll call it financial services. And they told me after five years of hard, hard work, I could probably write my own schedule. Mm. I was 25 years old. I looked at my boyfriend, who's now my husband of 31 years, and I said, hey, do you mind once we get married waiting about five years to start a family? And he said it was fine. Uh, so five years in, uh, I had Daniel, and the rest is history. When people ask me what I do, I like to liken it to my architecture days and if uh, I was going to be your architect and you wanted to build a house. So if we had our initial meeting, uh, the first thing I would ask you is, what does this house really look like? And you might say to me, you know, I've just always envisioned wanting a red brick house. Well, I wouldn't stop at that moment and say, you know, red bricks are on sale at Home Depot. Let's go buy some bricks while they're on sale. The next thing I would do is I'd ask you more questions. Well, okay, tell me more about the red brick house. How many bedrooms? 
Are all the bedrooms upstairs or do you have one on the main level? Uh, tell me what it's like when you walk in that house. Is there a sweeping staircase up to another level? Is it all a ranch? Can you see right through to the backyard? So we'd have an ongoing conversation about what it looked like. From there, I'd have to talk to you about your budget. What's the numbers that we are gonna deal with? And from that point on, I still wouldn't say, by the way, those bricks are on sale, let's go buy some bricks. I'd actually go do some homework and I'd start drawing up, or using a computer these days to draw up, what I think you were trying to tell me you wanted out of this house. We'd get back together. We would go over that plan and we'd have a meeting of the minds, did I, did I accomplish it or not? And you'd probably say, well, I like this part, this isn't quite right, make this smaller, make this bigger, maybe I do want one more bedroom, maybe I do want a bathroom. Um, at the end, we'd then work with that resource of your budget and we'd see if we could make this house happen on that. And it's likely that the answer would be no. Maybe we're gonna have to cut back, maybe we're gonna have to do a phase one, later there'll be a phase two. But again, we'd come to a meeting of the minds on what this plan for this house of your dreams would look like. At that point, would we then go buy the bricks? No, that would still be premature. You've got a lot in a neighborhood. We'd go to the job site. What is the very first thing the construction crew would do on that job site? They would start digging a foundation. They would not be going and buying bricks. That would be premature. They would actually be digging for a foundation and that foundation would become the most important part of your house. It's gonna hold the house up during the worst floods, during the tornado winds and earthquakes. But interestingly, when your friends come over to see your house for the first time and you're giving them the nickel tour of how beautiful it looks, you're not gonna go get a flashlight and go, come on, let's go down to the basement so we could see this foundation. It's amazing and it holds my house up. No one will ever see it, but it's the most important part. And so that analogy leads to what we do with our clients. The problem in our industry is too many people that call themselves advisor lead with the solution and they miss all these important steps. So step one is make a plan. Let's not start buying anything yet. Let's make a plan. Where are you today? What do you own? What do you owe? What are your resources to work with? Your company benefits? And where do you wanna go? What are you trying to accomplish? You wanna have children, buy a house, educate them, retire at a certain age, take care of parents, whatever that might be. Now we've got a plan and from there, Let's make sure you have a really strong foundation. And I usually will draw a picture of that financial planning pyramid with a foundation of risk management, all the different insurance products you need to protect you against risk, liquid investments, so we have emer emergency money and we're not living paycheck to paycheck. And then we get into the fun, sexy stuff of investing, how to build wealth through either real estate or stocks, bonds, mutual funds, et cetera. And then the rest of our service is an ongoing relationship because most clients can't do everything they need to do in that first year. So we wanna meet every single year and modify the plan, tweak the plan, move you forward in the plan. So we are your educator and your coach and your top cheerleader to making all those dreams for the future come true. Perfect. So Dan, tell us a little more, we've got the process down. Tell us a little more about obviously with the internet, with a lot of information out there. Tell us a little more about your process. What makes you guys different here? And why, like she said, why someone would choose you guys over someone that's offering that kind of solution-based 
um, product, if you will? Sure. So I think the biggest thing is to start with how is our industry different than it used to be? Mm. Um, and say 30 years ago, liken it to buying a car. If you need to buy a car, you went to the dealership, you sat down with the salesperson, and they tried to sell you a car. And you had to figure out in the moment what was good advice, what was bad advice, and you really didn't have a basis for knowing everything that you needed to know until you lived it. What's different than how it used to be is we have, just like you said, technology has progressed so much. All the information we need is at our fingertips. But what's good information and what's bad information? So today, we're not selling our clients a solution. We're telling them about everything that's there that they don't know about or everything that's there that they know about that wasn't good information. We're a source of unconventional wisdom and we're a guide to them through this process, educating them along the way and helping them take ownership in what they're doing and make informed decisions rather than just coming to us and us saying, here's the solution to your problems. So tell us a little more about how someone gets engaged as far as how you guys get paid, but also the value that you add to the process. Because if we're reverse engineering our future here and we're talking about building a financial house, um, how does it work? How are you guys then compensated? Right, right. Well, so our clients are able to pay us in two different ways. We offer both fee only and fee-based services. Our securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial. Um, fee-based is typically somebody want, well, let me do it the other way. Fee only is that someone is really, I don't know if they're a do-it-yourselfer, but they really are just coming to us for the plan. Mm -hmm. they, they've done a lot already on their own. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're in good shape but they've never worked with an advisor and probably they really don't want to, mm. but they want a second opinion that what they're doing is right. They want to pay us a flat fee. And I'm going to tell you that right now my flat fee is $4,000, but Daniel can offer a flat fee plan for $8,000. And we're willing to work with people on all mm -hmm. that. So that's another way I like only. to put that is if you want to come to us for our advice purely, then that's the way you engage us is fee only. Mm -hmm. And we still take you through the entire process, start to finish. I mean, financial planning is the heart of what we do, so that is what you're going to get. Um, but if you just want someone to be checking what you're doing and giving you advice on how to do it, but you wanna do it yourself, that person pays us for our expertise. And also for those people that choose fee only, if they want to keep coming back every year, every other year, we'll reduce that future fee because it's much easier after that first year to just give them a, a checkup. Um, Fee-based is, is happens to be a more popular way that people are advising us. I think because as advisors, we don't really attract the do-it-yourselfer as much. Uh, it's the person that wants to build a relationship long-term with someone that they can just trust to help them make good decisions about all things financial. And so those people actually want to use us to build the plan and then implement the plan. So in the implementation of the plan, fee-based means that when we manage their investments, we are charging a small percentage of their account. 
Uh, that percentage is lower the more money a person has with us, and our fee schedule is available on our website for that. And um, in addition, if there are any insurance needs, we're happy to help them with the insurance. We handle life, disability, long-term care insurance. We are not uh, tied to any individual company, so we'll research all of them. But that is a commissionable product, just because that's the nature of the insurance industry. But we're happy to be that one-stop shop for the person who wants to come, get a plan, and have us implement the whole thing for them. Again, annual checkups are part of that, and no f individual fee will be charged annually in addition to the asset fee. Perfect. The way I like to describe that, um, and you might hear it called assets under management, uh, is the person who came to us for purely the advice and our expertise is paying a fee only. Uh, the person who wants us to implement it for them, i.e. they recognize the value of not only advice from someone who does this all day, every day, but the value of economizing your own time um, so that they can spend less time doing this, which they're probably not even that interested in <laughs> other than the result that it can provide them. But spend more time with their family or whatever it is or that's working more on their important. own business. Working on their own business, mm -hmm. traveling, whatever it is that makes them fulfilled. I, I do always say that people that come to us are, I, I work with doctors and lawyers and some of the smartest people I've ever met. It's not that they couldn't do this, it's that they choose not to. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I choose not to do surgery on myself, I choose not to clean my own teeth, but to go to a dentist, right? So those are the kind of so let's talk a little more about you guys um, as far as the business, but also you guys individually as sure. far as your connection to this area, the restaurants you like, sure. what you guys like to do in this area. So right after college, I moved to Atlanta and lived here only for one year and then moved away for a couple of years while I was re-engaging with my boyfriend, who's now my husband of 31 years. Uh, in 1990, we were making a decision of where did we want to locate to from where we were. We were in Chicago, very expensive, very cold, and we just decided we want, I said, I want to be back in the South, and I'd love the year I'd lived in the Atlanta area. So we looked at several other places, we decided on Atlanta. When you look at Atlanta, we were just always drawn to sort of this area north of the perimeter between 75 and 85. Sandy Springs sits right there, and there's just so much this area has to offer. It's not in downtown and midtown where it's, it's even more crowded, but it's still a hub. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get to from the north suburbs, from the east and the west, even from downtown in the middle of the day, it's really not a problem. So from a point of view of where I wanted my office to be, it has always been a location for our clients. In addition, we live in this area and it's so nice to work within a you know a 10 minute drive without traffic to your home. And quite frankly, in the worst of the traffic, it might take us 25 minutes. Uh, that's not so bad. That's just a phone call with a friend to get me into the office or home. So um, I think the parts though I love the most about Sandy Springs in this general area is all the trees that are still here, the rolling hills, um, the suburbs, the neighborhoods are just beautiful in this area. People that come and visit us from out of state, they drive into my neighborhood and they're like, this is like summer camp. It's so <laughs> hilly with all the trees and, and I just love this area. And um, I think it's, it is very convenient for our clients as well. So. Perfect. Daniel, how about you? Story is not too much different. It started with graduating college. Uh, I didn't move to Atlanta. I moved back to Atlanta. 
Um, and when I was trying to decide where I wanted to live, obviously um, her office was already here. So when I made the decision to join her business, that was an easy one and glad that it worked out that way. Um, but when I made the decision of where I wanted to move, it was kind of where do I want to be? And, and the biggest thing for me ended up being the quality of life decision to move into Sandy Springs because literally I am 20 minutes from anything and everything that I want to get to. Um, I live right next to Chastain Park off of Roswell Road. Um, it's a clean area. Uh, it's, it feels safe. Um, but there's plenty of things to do. Uh, and Sandy Springs has done a remarkable job of, of building that up too, between things like the, the new, um, the new cinema and tap house that's there or the, the new, um, Sandy Springs, the city center, city center, mm -hmm. um, the restaurants that are popping up. I mean, my favorite restaurant is Bogart's food arts. We know them from her Knoxville days mm -hmm. and they moved into the area and chose to put their restaurant there in Sandy Springs for the same exact reasons. Um, one of our charitable, uh, close to our heart causes is the Drake House. They're up in Roswell, but they have three boutique thrift stores that help fund our program and dress our it's uh, crisis housing for single mothers that have children in the North Fulton County area. But we have a thrift store that we opened in Sandy Springs. It's actually our newest and our most popular at this point. Mm -hmm. So everything is we love about Sandy Springs. Yep. And they are growing. I mean, for being one of the older neighborhoods in Atlanta, they are growing and constantly putting new stuff there to attract people in. I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else. So if someone wants to get more information, wants to connect with you guys, maybe get a good idea of, a good snapshot of where they are, but also where they want to go, what's the best first or next step for them to take? Well, they can absolutely just give us a phone call. My assistant, Jessica Callahan, is 770-353-6383. They can go to our website, which is KarenLeeAndAssociates.com, all spelled out, and there's a contact us page that will shoot an email to both Jessica and myself. Uh, it's important to me that you understand the kind of people that generally come to work with us. Uh, first of all, we offer an initial appointment at no cost and no commitment, both for us and for our client. I mean, this is very uh, personal information that we deal with with our clients, and we think it's real important that we meet and but besides for just having a meeting of the minds, make sure we all like each other and feel like we can spend 20 years meeting every year together because we're in it for the long term with our clients. Yeah. Um, the, the type of people I'm generally working with now at this stage in my life are usually pre-retirees to retirees. Usually they're within about five years of retiring. They have think they've done a good job and but they're worried that they might not have um, and they want to come in and get an outside opinion sometimes they've met over the years with other financial advisors of different varieties but it hasn't really stuck they haven't found that one trusted person uh, now uh, in so with that in mind um, I reached a capacity for how many people I can really have that kind of meaningful relationship with several years back. So you can imagine my delight when my son graduated college and said he wanted to join me in the industry. Not only would that double our capacity to, to help more people, but it reopened for me an area of helping people that was so important to me when I started, which is young families, young people just starting 
out in life because the truth of the matter is, is if you can grab someone right out of college and teach them good financial skills you can save their life instead of coming to me at in your 50s trying to figure out what you can do to to save it so it's been wonderful to have Daniel come aboard and I'll let him tell you more about the kind of people that he's looking to work with. I think right now it's it's really anyone who this process resonates with, uh, anyone who is serious about investing in their future. Um, I would say typically the people that I'm working with are between the age of uh, late 20s to late 40s. Um, that could be families, that could be uh, people who are experiencing changes within their career. Maybe they got promoted to um, a position that's changed their financial situation drastically and they, they want to make sure that they're prepared and taking advantage of that. Maybe it's um, they're leaving that career and they're, they're moving into um, a new situation with a new company where they're not familiar how that's going to change their financial picture or they're starting their own business um, and they want to know what comes along with being a small business owner. Um, you know, it's funny because I've never met a person in my entire life that wouldn't benefit from financial planning. I mean, everybody needs it. Right. It's, it's what are the things that trigger people to think they need it now mm -hmm. because most of us want to procrastinate about dealing with our finances and our health um, so what are the things that sort of trigger it I think for the younger age it's I'm, I'm about to buy a house I'm about to have a baby I'm about to get married um, I just got a new job I'm gonna start my own business at my stage of life it's how do I get these kids through college um, how can I plan for my own retirement a parent just died and I've inherited some money and I, I don't know what to do with it or a parent needs help and guidance. Right now I'm helping one of my clients just navigate the long-term care uh, decisions, or in his case about his wife, mm -hmm. who's uh, about 70. And um, in some cases, just last year, a couple of clients, long-term doctors and veterinarians whose businesses got bought by a corporation, and suddenly they're coming into a sizable sum of money and their earnings are now going to be diminished. And they're on their way out, so how do they orchestrate that big decision? So those are the kind of people that generally say, oh, now I need it. Sure. <laughs> well, and just like you said, every, everyone needs this. Right. It's just a matter of when and, and it, on what level. <laughs> and getting motivated. Absolutely. Getting motivated. I want to speak to that, too, to the point that everyone needs this. I mean, it's applicable to everyone. Um, not all advisors are accessible to everyone. Um, I feel like we right now kind of are, but it doesn't matter if it's us or anyone else. Someone should have a financial advisor in their life. And then the other thing is they really need to be a CFP or at least in the process of gathering that because uh, I don't think you can call yourself a qualified financial planner unless you have that and know everything that comes with being a CFP from the uh, depth and in which we analyze resources and problems, we are always putting our clients' interests first. Agreed. Go right in. Yeah. Um. One thing that we've uh, 
experience in our work with with our clients is that they they don't all come from the same backgrounds. They have very different childhoods and, and money stories is what I call them. In my case, I was raised by an immigrant and um, a woman whose father died when she was extremely young. And so they, uh, a lot of people here in Atlanta are familiar with Thomas Stanley's book, The Millionaire Next Door. So I was raised by them. Um, and what happened was uh, all three children of my family grew up to be very fiscally responsible, um, millionaires in their own rights, uh, without ever having super high paying jobs, just living beneath their means, doing all the right things. I discovered in my career that a lot of my clients didn't have that. And so they didn't even have the right skill set. I actually wrote a book called It's Just Money. So why does it cause so many problems? Um, I wrote this because I was frustrated and was trying to get a handle on why certain people had uh, specific traits around money that were self-destructive and why certain relationships were so challenged over money issues. Uh, it's interesting because as I brought my son into the business, he's now experiencing the same thing where, gosh, I didn't teach him everything he needed to know about investing growing up, but I imparted a value proposition around money. And so he's easily been able to practice what we preach, which is very important to us. We do everything we tell our clients to do. So from the day he started with me, he's putting 10% in the 401k, even if he could barely afford to live. And he's now experiencing as he goes out and talks to his peer group that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, everyone has a different situation. Everyone is motivated differently. They think about things differently. Maybe they uh, had their parents talking to them. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they've never had someone um, that was a, uh, a mentor or, a, uh, or a just more knowledgeable individual on this stuff talking to them about it. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that happens with those people is they don't end up doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, the, making bad decisions is, is really bad, but making no decisions might be even worse. Um, so I would hope that people uh, aren't planning backwards, so to speak, like waiting for life to happen to them and mm -hmm. then, you know, running around like a chicken trying with their head cut off trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I want them to have that person in their life, whether it's us or anyone else. Perfect. Yeah.